You're listening to the Refined Hippie Podcast, a podcast all about holistic lifestyle, nutrition, and plant-based veganism for a mind-body-spirit approach to living healthfully and happily for ourselves and our planet. Hello there, my lovely earthlings, my beautiful people, my community. How have you been faring? <laughs> Woo! The energy right now is super intense, and I am trying actively to minimize the absorption of that energy. However, I don't know if I'm doing that great of a job. Um, I am also trying to limit my social media time. Um, That is hard though, right? So I posted on my Instagram that I was, or that I set a timer on my phone for social media. So, um, once my, my limit gets close, my phone will notify me and it's pretty incredible. Like I have it set relatively high. I mean, not too high, obviously, but like in the grand scheme of my day, it's kind of insane that I spend even that much time on the internet. I'm not, I'm not even going to say how much it is. Um, uh, But even when I get close to that, it's like, holy crap. I mean, maybe I should reel it in a little bit. It's a few hours. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Um, but that is still, I feel like too much, but at the same time, it's kind of where I get my news. It's where I connect. It's, it's this love hate relationship, obviously. And I've talked about this before on here and, uh, and how I struggle with it a little bit, you know, And I know a lot of people do. Um, Obviously, that's why they have the Social Dilemma documentary on Netflix, which, again, I don't have Netflix anymore, but I did watch it before we got rid of Netflix. And um, I enjoyed the first half, and then the second half I thought it was manipulative, but (laughs) which is what they do, so it's not surprising, I suppose. But I have been thinking about this a lot and, you know, it's my own social media dilemma, right? Like, and I am working to reduce uh, my, the stronghold that I feel like they have on, on me and so many other people. Um, I mean, I honestly long for the days that, that we didn't have it, you know, but I think scaling back is is a great place to start because let's be real, we're not going to get rid of it, (laughs) you know? Um, anyway, so I'm just going to hop right into today's episode. I'm going to be honest. I really didn't know what I was going to talk about. I have all these different topics, um, that are on my list, but this week was really busy and all these different things went wrong. Um, I'm not going to go into those, but uh, different house projects that we, you know, I'm trying to get a permit for doing, um, and then just like some random things that went wrong that are just totally left field. But anyways, so I, I didn't really have, I didn't really come up with much. Um, (laughs) but as I was looking through my list of podcast ideas, one of them was, or actually I think this was for a blog post, maybe, it was like the top things that I've learned since I became a plant-based vegan. So I'm just going to kind of go through these um, 
in no particular order. Uh, and some of them will probably just fly off the cuff because this is totally impromptu episode. I, I don't have, like I said, I don't have any notes written out really. Um, so <laughs> the first one, which I think is kind of funny, as I was contemplating, you know, what what I've learned after these, it's about, it's been about five years, okay? So this holiday, these this holiday season will be my fifth anniversary as a plant-based vegan. Um, now I will say in those five years, I have, there have been a couple times that I've had salmon, uh, that I was in a situation that I didn't feel like comfortable, you know, saying anything. And I, you know, I think that a lot of us have been there at some point, you know, maybe, maybe, um, it's been a while, but I, I'm just being totally transparent, obviously, and being honest. And, you know, again, I don't think that that should be something to be ashamed about because I think perfectionism in the plant-based vegan community is toxic. And I think that it is really bad for all of us. And, uh, but that's pretty rampant, right? Uh, and there's, and this goes across the board for, you know, all things in social media, right? Is people, um, attacking others and not, not having any freaking compassion, right? So, um, anyways, I don't want anyone to feel like that becoming a plant-based vegan is not attainable because they're afraid that they won't be perfect at it or whatever. So I'm just telling y'all that I have not been completely perfect. I mean, I have not had any type of other meat, (laughs) um, ever. And I, I mean, unless somebody snuck some into my plant-based burger at some point, but I'm pretty sure I would have thrown up. (laughs) Um, I don't have the right bacteria for that for sure. Um, but there's also been a few cases where, you know, like butter was definitely in my potatoes or something. And, uh, you know, those are situations that you just have to take in stride. Right. But, uh, anyway, so I just got off on a tangent. That's my story, um, about that. But so as I was thinking of the reasons why, or the top reasons, things that I've learned, oh, man, I can't talk. Um, one of them is kind of funny, I guess. And that is that freaking cashews, man, they can be turned into anything. Like before I went down this path, I had no idea. Literally, okay, if you were like, what is she talking about? Okay, cashews can be turned into anything. Savory, sweet. They can be a key lime pie. They can be cheese. They can be, you know, cheesy sauce. Uh, I mean, they it's just any insane, just totally insane. And most people, when, you know, I make certain things, especially like I'll make a cashew cheese or I have made a key lime pie, certain different types of pies or cheesecakes and all these kind of things. And people are like, what did you, like, what are the ingredients in this? What is this? And I'm like, oh, it's mostly cashews. And they're like, what? Cashews? Anyways, um, that was a, an eye opener to me. I think, uh, is just realizing that cashews can be used for everything. And, and I buy a lot of cashews now. I mean, I, I try to buy them in bulk. I have, it's something that I always have in my pantry. Um, so that is something that 
you know, always keeping an eye on to make sure I have because, yeah, I mean, I make different sauces, um, different cheeses, different cheesy sauces. Uh, what else? I mean, anything that you want it to be creamy, whether that is for something salty or sweet. I mean, cashews, people, cashews. You know, if you want to thicken up a soup or, uh, like I said, a sauce, like maybe a gravy or a cream sauce or something, cashews, just Use some dang cashews. <laughs> uh, I do think when you soak them, they will be creamier. Well, I know that they will. They'll be creamier. So uh, if you can't soak them overnight, though, I recommend boiling some water and putting them in some boiling water for about 10 to 15 minutes, and that will do it. Um, another thing that I've learned since becoming a plant-based vegan is people are so obsessed with pro- protein and are so confused where protein comes from. <laughs> uh, and this is not their fault. This is an education thing, right? But dang, if they just don't don't realize, right? And maybe you're one of these people. Um, and if you are, then I have a really great earlier episode all about protein. So, uh, and I have some blog posts about protein. But uh, yeah, that, well, that was pretty eye-opening that that seems to be a lot of people's um, concern or, you know, first comment is like, well, where do you get your protein? And it's like, do I look like I don't have no protein? I will say that I don't get as many, uh, you know, raised eyebrows when I say I'm a plant-based vegan as my husband does. Now, full disclaimer, he is not 100% plant-based vegan in that he will eat cheese if it's on something. Um, and he does eat oysters and shrimp. So... He is considered plant-based in that he focuses most of his meals on plants. But, I mean, he's more or less um, a bivalve eater <laughs> um, and a shrimp eater, I guess. And then the cheese thing, i he's working on that. Um, definitely more conscious about it because he's found, you know, if you, when he orders like a vegetarian sandwich sometimes it's like 70 percent cheese and he's like what the heck why is this mostly cheese you know but so what I was gonna say about that is that he definitely gets more attention when people find out that he doesn't eat meat right because my husband is about six one six two he is very very active uh in, he's a windsurfer, like hardcore windsurfer. Like when I say he's a windsurfer, he's like, well, first off, let me explain what windsurfing is. It's not, people um, confuse kiteboarding and windsurfing, right? So kiteboarding is when you have a kite in the sky and, uh, you know, with these long lines and then you're on a board. But windsurfing is a big sail uh, attached to a surfboard. So it's a little more old school. It's a little more 80s. And it is a lot harder, let me tell you, because I've done both. So windsurfing is a lot harder and he does that. Um, and like, I mean, jumping waves, like catching air, like literally like six feet in the air. I mean, I don't even know, maybe, maybe more, but so he's very active in a surfer. And so a lot of people, you know, are way more curious about him (laughs) almost than me, um, in, in the protein aspect, I'll say, you know, so a lot of his peers who are in the windsurfing community will comment, and and ask about the protein or and, and they're also very curious too because like I said he 
looks great. <laughs> He's not wasting away. Um, and his response is always that he has more energy. He can perform better than he did when he was 22. Uh, and he's almost 40. <laughs> and uh, his recovery time, he does not get tired. He used to, you know, get sore from having a really intense day. Like yesterday, he went out. The wind was almost 30 knots, which is super. I mean, like, so there's a hurricane, I guess, the, um, that was down in the Gulf and Zeta, I guess. I don't know much. But we were getting the winds from that. And it was going, it was blowing like 30 to 40 knots, which I think is like maybe like 25 miles an hour or like 30 miles an hour. I I don't know what the conversion is for that, but it's freaking super windy and yeah, he never gets sore. He never feels bad the next day. Um, and like I said, his recovery time is just amazing. And you know, this is not some new information. Obviously, if you've watched the game changers, you know, it's all about extreme athletes uh, excelling and rising above even their peers uh, doing extreme sports. And windsurfing is considered an extreme sport. Derek would not say that because he is so close to it. And he just is like, oh, it's not that extreme. I'm like, yes, it is, dude. <laughs> it's really extreme. Um, but so those are that that is something that I think many of us have uh if you're down this path already or even trying to go down it you'll realize that people are very concerned about this I also find it interesting that people are very concerned about you know where you're going to get your protein and stuff like that when you go vegan but if you're but if you're eating a bunch of junk food (laughs) nobody bats an eye (laughs) nobody's like where are you getting your vitamins and minerals where are you getting your vitamin c all you eat is cheetos you know um but yeah I mean those are just it comes with the territory, I suppose. Um, so the next thing, I guess, I would say I have learned, again, these are in no particular order, um, is the industry, right? I mean, so if you if you become a plant-based, if you become plant-based, maybe just for health reasons, oftentimes you will find yourself eventually watching some of the documentaries and learning about the industry because every health book that you read that's about plant-based veganism is going to address the moral side because you cannot look away from it and you can't you cannot uh disconnect it because they are connected right I mean if you want to talk about how horrible these animals are treated and how they're in a state of uh chronic stress and fight or flight um and then people are consuming that flesh then there's going to be health implications on that for us. You know, whether you care that they're being, and maybe you don't even care that they're being stressed, but you're eating that stress. And then we wonder why everybody in our society is so stressed out. There is no way that there is not a connection there. I'm not saying it's all of the issue. I'm just saying that certainly it is part of the issue. You know, um, when, when we are stressed out or in that sympathetic nervous system, uh, is turned on we release all of these crazy hormones right and then in turn if the animal is mur- is killed murdered at that time then you are ingesting those horm- hormones they they get passed through to you so I think for sure watching all these documentaries and learning about the industry was eye-opening and transformed my 
my relationship with this lifestyle and and solidified again why I can never go back like there's there's I can't unlearn um the knowledge um and the information that I've gained from those documentaries now if you are curious of what documentaries to watch for that uh the first one that I ever saw was um Cowspiracy and that definitely was the beginning of a paradigm shift for me because I really was under this impression that they frolicked in beautiful pastures and uh, had happy lives because that's what marketing does, you know. But that is couldn't be further from the truth and couldn't be further from reality. Um, so definitely Cowspiracy. Uh, so the other ones, I have a, a blog post on that on therefinedhippie.com. It's 27 documentaries about health, animals, and the environment. And so the list of animal ones, again, there's a lot of overlap in all of these documentaries because you can't talk about health without talking about the moral aspect and vice versa. But so I would say Cowspiracy, Earthlings, full disclaimer, that is a really hard one to watch, but I will tell you, you can't look back from that. And I think that, you know, Earthlings shows all aspects of animal exploitation. Um, hence why I am a vegan. What vegan means is that I, it's not just about the food, but it's about what I purchase. So my clothes, um, I don't want to buy anything that comes from an animal. Um, so Earthlings shows all of that, the fur industry, the leather industry, um, any type of, any type of area where animals are exploited, uh, which is everywhere um okay so then there's live and let live i can't i can't uh remember where to find that documentary but um anyways the end of meat the ghosts in the in our machine eating animals the cove dominion dominion is also an intense one like earthlings Uh, i think that one was done in australia Uh, earthlings is a american documentary uh blackfish Probably heard about that one with uh, Killer Wells. And then Jane, uh, which is about Jane Goodall, who, uh, one of my idols. So, yeah, li- learning about the industry, um, totally eye opening. And again, you know, changed my life uh, for the better. Another thing I'd say I've learned is that this lifestyle is not restrictive. Uh, contrary to what mainstream media or or even what you just assume it will be like, right? Um, I think it's it can be more difficult in certain areas of the country. I totally get that and I've been there. <laughs> I've been in small towns where there is, are no options and every restaurant has, I mean, even if you take the meat off, like basically all you have is lettuce or something, you know? So I get that. But most people, um, I think, find that it's actually easier. And I think that it's easier today than ever before, right? I mean, there are f- over 50,000 varieties of fruits and vegetables like come on you know if if people are thinking that this is so restrictive like they need a mind shift because seriously 
all I did was cut out like four different foods, <laughs> cow, pig, chicken, seafood, and dairy, you know, but it's really not, it's not as hard as I think, um, you would realize. Uh, some other things I think are that I've learned through the years for sure is I've toned down my mess or I've toned down. How do I say this? How I'm not going to use the word aggressive, but when I first became a plant-based vegan and I learned again about the industry and how horrible the foods were for, for us, um, I wanted to scream it to the rooftops. I mean, I still do. I am. Don't, don't get me wrong. I am as passionate as they come about it, but I have learned, I think you learn over the years, different mechanisms and ways to discuss it with people around you. Granted, I still post some crazy stuff on Instagram stories. So you're probably like, what? She posts some crazy intense things because I think the people need to see them at the same time. Like I'm not going to tiptoe around, you know, the fact that baby calves are shot in the head and dumped in large pits, you know, because they're useless in the dairy industry. I'm not going to tiptoe around that on my social media, right? Like I, I know that some people can't handle it, but dang it. I, I do feel like everybody needs to see that. But let's say that when I'm in a social setting physically, I, I feel like I've, I don't get as riled up. <laughs> I've toned it down a little bit. Um, I'm a feisty person. Like I, I'm totally highly aware of that. And, and I can be, get emotional about things that I'm passionate about. And I don't think that should be necessarily a bad thing, but sometimes, uh, you know, it doesn't come across the way that we'd like it to be, uh, like it to come across to other people. But I think that I've, over the years, it definitely, you learn a little bit better of how to debate it or to discuss it, you know, and especially that comes with knowledge, right? The more that you've learned about this lifestyle and all the different facets of it, I think that that is when you feel more confident and, you know, you have better arguments for people who are coming at you with some ridiculous, (laughs) ridiculous comments, right? Um, Watching Earthling Ed, if you know who I'm talking about and if you don't, check him out on Instagram and YouTube. He has all these amazing videos and he is the calmest. Like he has such a gift when it comes to debating with others and really allowing them to come up with their own conclusion, like leading them in a way um, that makes them question, you know, because it's not about telling people this is how you should think. It's, it's, asking them the right questions that makes them use their brain in a different way that they have, haven't, you know, thought about things or they have never, I mean, in general, yeah, they haven't thought about it or they haven't, um, viewed it in, from this perspective and watching his videos, I think helps me learn how to, you know, better harness that, I guess. Um, so check him out, Earthling Ed. He is amazing. Um, let's see. I've also learned that (laughs) after you eat a meal, you should not feel lethargic and tired. That's not normal. Um, and I never, that never happens while being vegan. If anything, uh, I have 
more energy because I'm eating, consuming lots of vitamins and minerals that just do that. They give us energy because that's what food should be. But when you're eating a lot of heavy animal-based foods, you're going to feel tired for various reasons. Um, But yeah, I have more energy than I've ever had. And it's all thanks to this lifestyle. Um, So another thing that has that I've learned is that, you know, your family will come around. I would never have thought some of the people in my family who now are eating more plant-based would be eating more plant-based. And I think a lot of times when, when people first go down this path, you know, they want everybody to change with them. Like, why are you not at this stage? But I have learned, you know, we are all on different paths. I mean, honestly, Sadly, there's a lot of people who will never become plant-based vegans. Like, let's be real, you know. But then there are a lot of other ones who, again, they're on their own journey and maybe it'll be in a year. Maybe it'll be 10 years. But, you know, it's just setting, planting a seed, you know, that that's how it all begins. That's how a tree grows, right? That's how anything um, grows is from a tiny seed. And... I mean, my seed was planted, heck, I mean, it took way too freaking long, but uh, I feel like the seed was planted in so many different areas for me, Uh, not just with the documentary, but, and then often there's the, uh, the last straw kind of thing that, that puts you over and then you're like, I can't do this anymore. But yeah, I mean, just be patient with other people and... Again, it, I know it's hard to have compassion, especially for like people or friends who, I don't know, are hunters or um, just n- not, just not getting it, you know? Or I hate this argument when they're like, well, you know, you just have to respect everybody's opinion. Well, your opinion hurts somebody. <laughs> your opinion literally is murdering someone. Um so it's not really personal. That's the thing, right? When they're like, well, this is my personal, this is my personal choice. And I'm like, well, your personal choice causes someone to lose their life. You know, of course, there are some people who don't like to say someone because they don't see other animals as a someone or somebody. I mean, so annoying. I've been, I don't want to go down that tangent, but I literally have had that happen to me and by somebody very close to me in my family. Yeah, and he, as a he, uh, still uh, believes that, I guess. But anyways, uh, that's a whole nother, uh, that's a whole nother issue <laughs> that like, oh, that, I mean, like I said, like that's one of those people who will never, I can never see them changing their mind. Like, I don't know what it would take because they don't see animals as anything else, right? And you don't even have to be like a, an obsessive animal lover to like, I don't know, see them as more than that. But anyways, um, I would say maybe the last thing that I'm just going to chat about is my relationship with food and how it's changed. I love and enjoy food more than I have ever in my entire life. And that absolutely changed by this lifestyle. And I have tried more unique and different foods that I would ne- that I didn't even know existed. 
right? I mean, jackfruit is so, you know, it's, it's pretty mainstream at this point, but, but seriously, like what the heck? I mean, first off, it's amazing. I mean, it's amazing that I didn't even know that it existed until now. And, but that's also one of those things that's, you know, kind of changed, changed my relationship with, with food. And I think a lot of times people who have had eating disorders, what I've seen, uh, is that when they go plant-based vegan, they don't feel guilty anymore, you know? Um, now, if you are a potato chip vegan, <laughs> by all means, uh, I'm happy for you, and I'm happy that you are saving the animals and the planet, but it's not that healthy, right? I mean, veganism does not equal health, but a plant-based vegan eating whole foods can, you know? I mean, you're you're doing it for your own health, and for the animals. Um, so it's, it's a win-win. Okay, the last thing I was just thinking about is <laughs> ever since going plant-based vegan, you know, I, it's not, people will use us as the brunt of a joke everywhere, right? And whatever, I'm, it doesn't offend me. But what I think is kind of funny, and maybe you have experienced this, but let's say that I've been out in a social setting and because of what I order, like it never comes, it's not like I'm going to come up to someone and be like, hi, my name's Rebecca, I'm a vegan. Like that's weird. No, of course not. But it naturally does come up in a conversation at some point by the way that you talk or what you order and or what you ask off of your order, right? Like if you're ordering something that has cheese and dairy and you say, can I actually have this without those things? And then somebody's like, oh, are you a vegan? And then you're like, yeah, I am actually. And so then it starts this conversation or I've noticed since this lifestyle is that oftentimes people get offended or start feel, get defensive and offensive, offended uh, by just you being the way you are. You know, and I, I recognize that comes from a place of, you know, their own mental conflict, right? That they have going on in their mind. They, they already are conflicted because this has become more of a talking point, you know, and there is so much more information showing, uh, revealing the industry, uh, also showing the benefits of it. And so you know, we are not meant, we are not mean people at heart. Most humans are compassionate and care about animals. Um, but yet their action, their daily actions don't reflect that, right? So when they are put in a situation where they feel attacked, even though they feel like their lifestyle is being attacked just by you being in their presence. So, what I have to say to that is just don't get offended by it. Uh, you don't get offended that by their offen offensiveness. Um, and just try to, again, just come from a place of compassion. I mean, notice what's happening because it's pretty obvious, you know, and it's hard not to. But recognize that maybe, it, I mean, if they do feel that way and they act that way, then who knows? 
maybe they're going to be on this path soon, you know. So this conflict that people experience is called cognitive dissonance. Uh, Cognitive dissonance is a state of having inconsistent thoughts or beliefs or attitudes or whatever, especially as relating to behavioral decisions and attitude change. So um, people right now, I think, are living in this state of cognitive dissonance more than ever. Um, And especially when it comes to how we eat. Uh, And people will show this even more, like I'm saying, when they find out what you eat. Because inside, in their heart and in their soul and in their mind, they know that it's wrong, but but their actions don't reflect that, right? Um, and so a lot of times people will get defensive. They'll try to uh, make excuses or they'll try to argue it or they'll try to debate it and have like some pretty asinine arguments but um (laughs) but that is their react like that's their mind trying to you know kind of like put it together and like make it make sense because it doesn't make sense and it's and it and it will never until they actually are aligned and living their life in a way that uh reflects that right so um those are the main things. I, I could probably go down and talk for hours about all the things I've learned. Uh, but those are just a f- like the top ones that I have been thinking about. And yeah, the next couple of weeks, I am going to have uh, some more interviews with others. So that's going to be fun. I have enjoyed recording those. I, f- I find it a lot of fun too to chat with others about these different topics, you know, um, but let me know if there's any topics that you would like to hear about. I mean, I, like I said, I've been kind of, uh, you know, racking my brain trying to figure out some stuff that needs to be discussed. I mean, I feel like at the beginning, I kind of covered everything like at the beginning of creating this podcast. I've talked about dairy. I've talked about weed. I've talked about all these things, but maybe I should talk about them again. I don't know. Um, I mean, I could, of course, talk about those things till I'm blue in the face. And, but I just would love some feedback. So please let me know. Um, and of course, if you are enjoying these podcasts, please be sure to like subscribe and share. Um, You can do that pretty easily on whatever platform or app you're using to listen to the podcast. And you can follow me on uh, Instagram at The Refined Hippie and then also on my website, therefinedhippie.com. You can sign up for my newsletter there. I am really working on revamping that and putting some more focus in my newsletters. Um, I also do holistic health coaching if you or someone you know is in need of some assistance, whether they have a specific health concern, um, maybe they just want to go plant-based, maybe they want to just revamp their whole life. Um, But my approach is very much a mind, body, spirit. I know firsthand the power of nutrition, moving the body, and then viewing the body 
as a whole. And I cannot overstate that. I believe everything is intimately connected. And my holistic approach to healing is centered around just that, the mind-body-spirit philosophy. So that means focusing on nutrition as well as exercise, stress management, relationships, thought patterns, and self-love. So I provide my clients with the education and knowledge for them to move forward you know, confidently, feeling empowered to make sustainable improvements to their health and their lifestyle that can be lifelong. And I work together with my clients to formulate a plan that's tailored specifically to them and their needs centered around whole plants, whole foods, mindfulness, movement, and support. So let me know. I do a 30-minute complimentary phone consultation to just get to know each other and kind of learn what your goals are and whatnot. And this is a 12-week program, I think, really to see profound uh, improvements uh, and to really solidify that lifestyle to be lifelong. I think that it takes three months. And also, I think that, you know, having the support system is huge. You know, a lot of times we try to go at this alone and we don't know what the heck we're doing. We don't know how to cook or we don't, we just don't feel confident enough. And sometimes we can fall off the wagon. And that is what I'm here. I am a cheerleader. I am your guide and your support system to making you the best version of yourself. So if you have any questions about that, feel free to email me, Rebecca at the refined hippie.com. And uh, as always, thank you so much for listening. And don't forget that you are absolutely an amazing human. And you have the capacity to do amazing things. And I know you are. And you are the light and love that this planet needs right now because there is a lot of darkness and we have got to help spread the light as much as we can to all corners. So be kind out there, friends. And until next time, peace and plants. Peace.